Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> what is that? I'm just being influenced by the Super Bowl halftime show. Ooh. Side note, have you seen Snoop Dogg's new ad for Gucci? No, I haven't. It's a sign that I need to have a Gucci baby because his ad is amazing. He's wearing like a green double-breasted satin suit. I'll send it to you. Obsessed. Um, ob- Snoop really proves that you can like start from the bottom and now you're here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, yeah. Yeah, I, I love Snoop. Snoop. I'm Me West too. Coast all the way. I don't care. Yeah, I like West and East. I'm both. Mm, I know. I know. I'm not saying it's... I don't like the East Coast. Like, I definitely like Biggie and I liked Mace a lot. Um, and I like Lil Kim and Eve, but like, more of my jam is definitely West Coast. Yeah. West Coast is the best coast. Tupac. Well, it's true. It is true. Tupac, that's an interesting story, though. <laughs> Tupac wasn't even really West Coast. <laughs> and he went to, like, rich kid high school in New York. So don't at me, guys. I'm just telling you facts that I learned from VH1 behind the music. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, I'll, ma- well, I'll make sure I'm telling the right thing. <laughs> I know Snoop went to high school with Cameron Diaz. I know that. They went to Long Beach together. I love Snoop so much. He's so awesome. Uh, Snoop-a-loop. You're my boy, Snoop. Snoop. (laughs) I met him um, twice, and I've been to, like, three of his concerts. So fun. So fun. Oh, um, well, hi. My name's Crystal. (laughs) And I'm Stacy. You say it this time. And this is the Itty Bitty Belly Committee podcast. I got distracted because I just put a size small shirt on. And I'm like, holy mama, is that me? Do I have a small on my body? I put a Kyle shirt on the other day. And it was too big. And, and I was like, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> what was this? <laughs> like, I'm the skinny one. Yeah, I would say we're like roughly the same size now, which is fine. I mean, his dick is bigger than mine. Well, for now. <laughs> Yes, still no. <laughs> you may need to tell you something. No. Um, no, yeah. Like he he I think he's like one between like 185 and 190 and I'm mm-hmm. 178. Wow. You I'll take it. Hell yeah, you are the skinny one. I am. In life and in morals. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good. I you know what? Today was a weird day cuz the weather was super mm-hmm. super bizarre. And at the time of this recording, it is all the twos. It's two, 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 two. And so I know that there's like something energetically that's like wackadoodle, but I feel good. And it is windy as hell here. It has been for the last two days. And I'm running a 10K in like a week. So I've been like, oh, I'm going to, I've just been banking on this week to just like practice my runs, go out every day, even if it's like short or whatever. And I can't go because it's so damn windy. So I'm like, well, okay, that plan backfired, but. I'm just going to hope and pray that I've got all kinds of adrenaline on Sunday. Oh, wait. Yeah, Sunday. It is Sunday. Silly question. You know, how far, how many miles is 10K? Like five miles? Oh, it no. So it's actually 10 and a half, or sorry, six and a half miles. That's a so lot. So it's doubling, doubling a 5K, which is 3.10. So I guess that's 6.2 okay. actually. Yeah. 
quick math. I don't know. But yeah, so that's, it, it is, it's a long way. And they, what they've done is they shut down the Las Vegas strip. So nobody's yeah. allowed to drive on it. It's mm-hmm. all closed. Everyone's going to be cursing us runners, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm starting somewhere by like planet Hollywood. Okay. And then I'm running all the way down past the Luxor. Then wow. we're running all the way up North by the wind. And then we're running all the way back to the Mirage. So, I didn't yeah. realize that the strip was so short. Well, it's the properties themselves cover like at least, I don't know, like half a mile, if not more. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it is short. It's so funny because a lot of people ask me, and this is like such an idiotic thing to think about, but they're like, do you actually live in Vegas? And I'm like, you do realize that this is <laughs> the strip is one street in Vegas. Like there is right. nothing else in Las Vegas that is like the strip, you know? Right. No, my grandpa lived in Henderson. Yeah. Up by Mike Tyson's mansion. He was pretty loaded. And like, my dad totally lived with him. Totally a normal place. Yeah. My dad lived with him for a while. And so yeah. we went and visited a few times. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could see the strip, but it was like super yeah. far away. Right. And I kept, like, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like crazy. There's like schools and grocery stores yeah. and libraries and stuff. Like, it's a real, like, it's right. a real town. It's like normal people here. Well, they have to support that industry yeah. too. So many jobs. I mean, your husband works in the industry, so and you yeah. do too by proxy, I guess. But yeah, the yeah. Wean. yeah. little showgirl, Stacy. You haven't told yeah. anyone that you're a showgirl yet. I forgot. Sorry. Not a. I'm not a stripper yet, but I'm pretty sure when <laughs> I came out to Vegas, my parents were fully convinced that that's what I was coming here for. I was like, oh, okay, well. They're like, this bitch was sneaking out in the yard, yep. having yep. sex like a wild animal. Yep. And now she's 20 years old, moving to the city of sin. That's right. For college. And I disguised it as college. <laughs> but they're like, oh, okay, we got one bad one out of three. We'll take it. Whatever. Were you going to UNLV? Yeah. I moved out here literally to go to UNLV. I should that was like, that. yeah, that's what I told everyone. I was like, well, I'm going to go to college somewhere where it's nice and cozy, warm, and I like it. But mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're watching like Cat House on HBO, and you're like, that's where I need to be. Yeah. Moving it's to such Peru. an inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I, did I tell you I applied to work there when I was like 20? Stop it. You did not. I swear to God, I did because that, that show is... was like at its peak. And oh my God. I had, all, but it's funny because I'd only been with one person, mm-hmm. my fiance, and he had cheated on me and dumped me like horribly Aww. two weeks before our wedding. And um, like literally just like never came home. I never saw him again. And well, actually, I saw him in passing once. But, anyways, I was like, the only way I'm going to learn skills because he sucked at sex was, and I thought I didn't like it. I was like, I have to go work at the cat house and then I'll learn everything. <laughs> and they're like, Oh my God, that's they're so like, funny. Right. But they're like, no bitch, that's not how it works. Like you're there to teach, not to learn. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so they're like, what are your skills? I'm like, uh, I'm inexperienced. <laughs> they're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, so you literally like applied and like had an interview. I had a email chat with the, I'm sure it wasn't like the old lady that runs it, but like it said, it was from her. Um, But yeah, I sent pictures and everything. Okay. There are moments where I think to myself, there's no way I can love this chick any more than I do right now. I'm totally having one of those moments. Who, me? (laughs) Yes. Well, I didn't get the job. I know, but but that's just like the coolest thing. I don't, That's amazing. That is amazing. I just... Okay, so I have four little sisters, and I was, like, raised very Christian. We haven't really gone into this that much, but I was raised really non-denominational. Like, 
I kiss dating goodbye. Um, don't wear spaghetti straps and show your shoulders. Like pure, like puritanical legalistic Christianity. And who did that come from? Was that your mom or your dad? So at first it was both Mm -hmm. because my dad is a pastor's kid. So my grandpa's a pastor and um so he did the rebellious thing and then he came back to it when we were kids so from like kindergarten through fifth grade my dad was like in church with us and was like the junior high past youth pastor leader but it was a really really small church but Mm -hmm. in that time it like exploded became a mega church um but then my dad my mom split up because my dad was a whore and (laughs) my mom was a little crazy crazy and uh my dad wasn't like actually a whore. He just whored around. Just want to make sure that's clear. So we were talking about people being paid for sex. He's never been paid for sex. <laughs> um, trust me. Yeah. My dad's gross, but not that gross. And um, so, yeah. So then like junior high through high school, I was told like, you know, if you give it away, your flower, you know, the flower only has so many petals and then no one will want it and you're trash. And it was like crazy legalistic. Um and then I had four little sisters. So I was like, I need to set a good example. And like, you know, they're going to follow my lead. They did not. They just went crazy, like as soon as they could. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have sex till I was 18. But there I wasn't mean, like, there wasn't a lot of dudes banging down the door either. I was like dorky and like with my friends and we just did not give a shit about anybody. I'm sure there's a boy that liked me, but I was like the funny, sarcastic friend to like the really hot girl who got every guy. Mm-hmm. so yeah it was like my role um but there was one guy Brian who like was in love with me since we were 13 and he like mm-hmm. followed me around all through high school he invited me to prom we he was my first kiss on our senior trip we went to church together and then he's who I ended up having sex with and then being engaged to for two years oh my god and then like here's me like passing out freaking petals like dollar bills y'all like <laughs> looking at rain I'm like you want one you're the flower girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was uh it was stupid because I just felt really inadequate by the time I was like of age like I'm 20 I had been with one guy I thought I didn't like sex because we didn't have that sexual chemistry we just had like a friend chemistry Mm -hmm. on my side anyways and he was also a big tall guy he was six foot eight so he's almost a foot taller than me and like big he was like he probably was a 300 pounds um Mm -hmm. After nine, this makes me sound old. After nine eleven, he, um, we both worked at a hospital, and he decided he wanted to join the military. <clears throat> um, so he went and lost a bunch of weight. He got down to like two twenty, and joined the air force. And I was like a military wife for a little while while we were wow. engaged. And then he cheated on me with the girl he met at language school, and broke up with me two weeks before our wedding, and never came home. I mean, that's devastating, but also, like, thank God. Oh, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, I'm not, there's nothing more than I'm, that I'm grateful for than that I didn't marry him. Um, And then I took up a lover after, and it was this really hot, really dumb guy named Scott. And he was Polish, and he lived in Chicago, and he worked on cars. And um, I, in the time I lived in Illinois, so I was, like, two and a half hours from Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I would work during the week. I'd get off work on like four o'clock on Friday and I'd drive up to Chicago and I would spend all weekend with him and we would just eat D 
deep dish pizza and pasta and like have sex all weekend. And it was, and he fixed my car and like do my oil changes and stuff. <laughs> it was oh my God, I love him. Oh my God. He was so hot. He was like, like, he looks like a Greek God, but it's like, so oh. I did the best. Yeah. But he wanted to marry me by the end of the summer. And I was like, deuces. <laughs> like on to the next. Yeah. Red <laughs> Monty, that. If you're out there, you were hot oh. while it lasts. <laughs> Sorry, I did to do. <laughs> Not really. He was perfect for what I needed, like to get like until yeah. I got her groove back thing. Anyways, yeah. that's a long conversation about little old Crystal. That was 20 years ago. Um, yeah. So But now we get to have a whole year in the life of Crystal story. Are we gonna chat the Crystal one year catch up? Yeah. Can we please? I would love that. I would sure. love to hear about a year in the life of Crystal. Well, I wanna share what triggered my surgery because I feel like I have maybe I have sold this story but I don't know if I have on the podcast well email people have listened yeah let's do it I won't talk about Mexico and everything you can go back and listen to Crystal's journey through Mexico or whatever um episode but basically um the summer before surgery so the summer of 2020 I was like going through it I had COVID had destroyed my company I was like freaking out financially everyone was like freaking out about this pandemic and I was home for the first time for like six months with nothing to do and Mm -hmm. so I know I put on weight I was not weighing myself I was not tracking I didn't give a shit but I'm for sure that the stress and like depression and everything else was contributing to when I was three, I got to 306 pounds. So, um, I went to the doctor, uh, to get my pap smear and, um, I went in and they weighed me, you know, they do when you go in and it was the first time I had weighed myself in forever and it was 306 pounds. And I was like, Oh shit. And it immediately made me really panicky. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. Like probably the last time I checked, it was like 260. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, are you are you kidding me? Like, this, oh. I, I ate like a toddler. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know? And so then I go in the room, and they give you, they gave me, like, the paper um, little thing to put on. And I put it on, and it ripped. And I felt like Chris Farley, like, putting on the little jacket. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that man in the little coat. <laughs> totally. Like, the paper thing tore. I'm already feeling uncomfortable. Plus, like, no one likes to get pap smear, you know? Like, it's awful. So I mean, then, it's basically the reason I don't go to the doctor is because I don't want to know my weight. Not anymore, like, right? True story. But not yet. Yeah. I mean, not anymore. It was like, not anymore. Now I'm like, right. no, let's weigh me right now. If I see like <laughs> one of those scales in the grocery store, I'm like, put a quarter in. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so I sit down. The nurse doctor, the doctor comes in and she, I hadn't seen her before. She was new. And um she was like talking to me about that I smoked and that I was obese, like first thing off the bat. And I'm like, thanks. And then she's like, okay, like you have to scoot your butt to the end of the ca- of the chair mm-hmm. and then put your legs up in the stirrups. And like I've told you literally yesterday, I'm not very flexible in general. Um, so I don't know if my weight plus the inflexibility <laughs> contributed to this, but no matter what I tried with my vagina hanging out I could not get my feet up like at the right angle in these strips they were really high up and 
maybe I'm justifying, but I felt like they were extraordinarily high. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there like trying to relax, trying to get my feet up because I've done it before like a billion times and it wasn't a problem, but I didn't remember them being like up by my, my ears, you know? Oh my God. They were so high. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like kind of laughing and I can get one in, but I can't get the other. And the lady is like, do you have someone that could come help you? Like, are you not able to like get yourself up on the table? And I was like, I'm on the table. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm physically agile enough to get up here. I just can't get my foot in the strip. And she's yeah. like, well, we're going to have to just not do this if your um, obese body can't handle this. Oh. And I was like, uh, okay. So Miss Do It Herself, I literally get one foot in. I'm trying to do it right now while I'm sitting here thinking about this. I get one foot in and I just hold the other one up as far as I can do it. Like I'm getting banged. Oh my God. And then I relax and she does it. And she was like, you really need to take your health seriously. Right. And then she left. So I start bawling. Right. Also keep in mind, this sounds very justified, but I'm still like triggered by this, but I'm five foot nine. I have long legs. I'm like all legs. So I'm like, sit there and I cry because it's like, the worst she basically like raped my emotions yeah and of course she was like super petite and like probably weighed 110 pounds dripping wet and also oh. just it felt like a drive-by like hate crime on me <laughs> well it Maybe was that sounds dramatic, but her. it was so mean I hate her too honestly so I hate her so um I get my clothes on the nurse comes in she's like okay well we'll put your results on I'm like uh-huh She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, here's some, we put some information on your app for weight loss and like smoking cessation. I'm like, great, thanks. So I leave and Kyle had actually driven me randomly that day. So I come out and he's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like sobbing. So he thinks I'm like, you guys don't know. So he's like, oh my God, do you like, do you find I have cancer or something? He thinks you yeah. get like the results right away. And I'm like, she was really beating And he's like, I'm so sorry, babe. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing this. Cause I, I had heard people like a couple of my step bands had gotten um, gastric bypass and I knew of another chick who had gastric bypass. I hadn't heard a lot of the sleeve, but I'd heard yeah. of bypass yeah. and I'd heard horror stories. I'd heard success stories, but I'd also seen like my step aunts, they did have like hair loss and malabsorption and they looked kind of chalky. And this was in the late nineties. So obviously things had changed, but mm-hmm. I was like a little scared of it, but it always was something in the back of my mind. Like maybe I'll do the lap bound or the balloon or whatever. And so that was literally like, I don't know, late August, early September by October, I had found the doctor and started the pre-op diet just to like, see if I could do it. Cause I was like, I can do this without sur- surgery. Like I can just eat this diet and I'll be fine. Um, yeah. but that's not what happens. My pap smear is fine by the way. Um, and we were doing the, like I was motivated to get the pap smear in the first place besides it being my annual thing and because of cancer in my family, but also because we were really considering like starting a family. Cause I'm like, well, I got free time right now. Let's do it. And so this was like the first step in that. And I was like, I can't even consider a baby with like being this overweight and yeah. with PCOS and prehypertension and prediabetes, like it's just a recipe for disaster. And um, so by October, I, I, re- I did do the research with insurance um, through the insurance I had through Kaiser. Um, it was like a 
eight month to nine month process. You had to go through therapy, which I was already in, um, mm-hmm. and then go through like these weekly, like fat anonymous classes and like breaking up with food classes. And then you had to buy these shakes and they are super expensive. And you did like, you had to do meal replacement with the shakes for like a long time. And I was like, I don't want to do all that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's why I went and had surgery. Um, I started like, I picked a doctor in October. I joined this Facebook group. I started getting really deeply into it, kept putting off booking this surgery because I was scared. And then um, I finally emailed them and they're like, we have Valentine's day open. And I was like, do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So then that was, you know, February of 2021 is when I had the surgery and now I'm a year out. Um, and I gained a lot of weight and I was kidding. Now I'm 400 pounds. Huh? She has a really bad, bad joke right now. That is not true. No, that would be the worst though. If I was like, like, you know, that show, like, about Anna, whatever, inventing Anna. Oh, yeah. Like, what if this whole thing, my whole journey on Instagram was, like, fake, and I actually, this whole time had, like, been 100 pounds, and I just, like, did the opposite of, like, face. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to strike it rich as a weight loss <laughs> influencer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want my built bar just kill. <laughs> Oh, yeah that's funny <sighs> um no just kidding so I had surgery um I lost a little bit of weight you know with the pre-op diet and stuff and I quit smoking um but it definitely wasn't sustainable so I had surgery blah 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 y'all know about that I didn't have any complications I've been kind of on my own a bit with it which I think everybody feels that way even when they do it traditionally in like mm-hmm. America yeah America but um oh, yeah, so I just passed Valentine's Day this month. Um, I do not have prehypertension anymore. My diabetes, my blood, it was perfect. My blood sugar was perfect like two months later, and it's been perfect. My resting heart rate is really, really good. It's like a runner's heart because apparently your heart has to work harder when you're bigger. So when you lose weight, your heart doesn't have to work as hard, so your resting heart rate is lower, which is awesome. Um, I... My periods have been super regular, um, uh, pretty much for the last eight months, I would say, like very trackable, very timeable. They've been less um, heavy. They've been less painful, which has been great. Well, for someone with PCOS since the time you were, what, 14? Yeah. That's that was the biggest change. Yeah. Amazing. I bled totally for like, like in my life one time, like when I was like in my 20s, I bled for like two months straight. Oh. I've also like had no period for like a year before. So oh. I, I, yeah, I really struggled with the idea that I wouldn't be able to have kids um, because of PCOS that I'm infertile that, you know, my period, I would get cancer because I had a thicker lining or if I did end up getting pregnant, like it wouldn't stick because my uterus is jacked up, like all the things, you know, yeah. so that's been a big part of like my fear, but also a big reason for getting the surgery is because it's pretty much the only thing that can, I don't want to say cure, but cure the symptoms of PCOS. Um, because PCOS mimics insulin resistance, just like type two, type one diabetes people suffer from. Mm -hmm. So you literally can't lose weight. Your body thinks it's in starvation mode all the time. You're you're like a polar bear all the time. Like you're always storing, you know, your nuts for the winter in your stomach basically. And it causes chin hair. So I know it still have the chin hair, super annoying. 
And, um, you know, it can cause adult acne, weight gain in your stomach and very irregular periods um, and infertility. So not great. Uh, but anyway, so that's gone. And I mean, the chin hair is still there, but I think that might be a curse of being Italian too, I think. But whatever. So I lost 128 pounds and um, I went from a size 22, like a tight 22 to a 10. That's pretty comfortable. And I haven't measured. I have the stupid measuring tape literally sitting next to my bed. I've just been lazy about it. Um, And I, but I became a runner and um, the not smoking thing has been incredible amazing yeah that that's just a life changer I miss them and I'll always be a junkie for them but I don't want to be a smoker ever again yeah and yeah like my whole life has had a lot of changes this year I don't think it's all or really because of the surgery but I think the surgery made me less afraid it made me feel more in control of like my my life like having to be diligent about a lifestyle change, not just like a fad diet. Yeah. That's been different. My energy level has been a lot different. And um, yeah. That's... Would you say that there's like, has there been a mental shift or do you feel like these are kind of like snowball items? So like mm-hmm. I have more energy, so I want to move my body more. I know I had surgery and never want to go back. So I've, ha- I've made the decision to change my diet and I'm not even thinking about an alternative. Like, or would you say that you actually had a mindset mindset change? I would say it's probably like column A and column B. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to go through. And so I I just knew that I, I, I'm a very black and white person. I always yeah. have been. If I put my mind on something, like you can't really change it. And that's not great sometimes. But on other times like this or like in business, that's fucking great. So with this, I just was like, okay, if I'm going to spend this money and I'm going to risk my life and risk the chance that I might not live like past the surgery or live to see my, my nephews grow up or whatever, then this is going to be the change, not a change. It's the change. It's going to be a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, I'd had 38 years of that other lifestyle and I had enough. So I, you know, like, um, you hear like the seven deadly sins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know that movie like seven with Brad Pitt or whatever, right? Yeah. So you yeah, hear yeah. The seven deadly sins. I yeah. always hated the part where the fat guy dies. It's like, they think he's the yes. first part, like Button. the gluttony. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because I always was like, even since high school, when I saw that movie for the first time, I'd be like, Oh, like that would be me. Like yeah. I just ate whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And I would literally say, okay, tummy, like what sounds good right now? Mm, okay. In and out. Great. You know, like it wasn't about my n- nutrients or like <clears throat> the energy my body needed. Right. And I had good food and bad food and I would choose bad food and then I would have that guilt and then self-soothe that guilt with more bad food. <laughs> so it wasn't great. I still feel like I do. I reward myself now with food still, but I do it with healthier versions, like my Yasso ice cream bars. I refuse to feel guilty about them because they do have some sugar, but they also have like five to 10 grams of protein and like they fit in my macros for the day. So I'm not going to fuck up about it, you know? Yeah. But 
I just knew long story short or long answer short. I knew that this was going to be, had to be a like sustained long-term change. And I wanted to take every advantage I could that the surgery would give me and then run with it. Yeah. So so I think I have another like follow-up question because this just popped into my head as you were talking. And I just wonder because as you guys. I couldn't help but wonder, like Carrie would say. wonder. Well, you know, I'm obsessed with doctor now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the things that he always asks all of his patients is like, if you know that your current lifestyle is killing you, so to speak, what is, what is it that's going to change because you have surgery? And I, what I feel like I'm hearing you saying is because of how scared of the actual surgery you were, mm-hmm. right? That that was mm-hmm. ultimately what kind of made you go, okay, if I'm doing this, like I am not changing anything about this post-op like diet plan or whatever, like you really committed to it because of how fearful you were of the actual surgery. Is that right? A thousand percent. Yeah, because as I've shared, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder with OCD. And so it took me a really long time to even approach that or be able to say those words. Um, I'm a very high functioning, crazy person. And um, also when you apply those traits to like school or work or friendships or like whatever, like I succeed because of my like very specific sort of skills, like in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mentally, you know, uh, I used to be just a wreck. Like I couldn't leave my house. I would force myself to leave my house, but I couldn't leave my house for a while. So this surgery, a going to Mexico, <laughs> B Major. Going under. Yeah, yeah. I never had gone under. I never had surgery. Very mm-hmm. scared of that. Cause it, my thing is control with a lot of people who have this, it's like a need for control. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the unknown, right? Like you hear all these horror stories like a chop shop and TJ and they're going to sell your organs or, you know, yes. like, all these things. You can do as much research as you want and you get there and it's different, you know? Yeah. Um, but I literally, I did some things to set myself up for success. So I chose a doctor in like the practice that did his surgeries first thing in the morning because others do theirs later in the afternoon. So I chose Dr. C, Cor Boris or something like that, who does his like at six in the morning uh-huh. um, and then I requested to go first <laughs> because I'd rather <laughs> just get over with yeah so I literally got there at like 4 30 in the morning um, they prepped me and I was walking into the OR um, by six and then I was out and like walking around by like 10 I don't really remember the walking around part but I was crying like laying on the OR table because they didn't give me anything and I was just laying there like, okay, this is it. Like I might die and I'm okay with that. And like, I kind of like accepted it. And then the doctor was like, oh, this is the best tequila shot you ever have. And then I was out. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> me too. I was like, don't tell me. I literally was like, told him, don't tell me, don't tell me, just do it, just do it. Um, but yeah, I was like terrified. It was the scariest thing I ever did. I'm getting like anxious thinking about it, but I don't care. Cause I'm like, yeah. my body keeps trying to remember going under, which I'm like, stop. I don't want to remember this. Um, but yeah, that was like the scariest thing I've ever done. And when we came back over the border, uh, um, side note, there was a stabbing and a shooting like outside the hospital while Kyle was like on his way over to the ho- hotel to get my stuff. So there was like a lot of stuff going on. It was a little scary. Anyways, it's TJ. Like you just got to roll with it. Um, right. But when we came back over the border, <clears throat> I was also scared of getting stuck at the border because you can get there and stuck there for like four to six hours. And I was terrified of that, but we went through the special way and I got out in like 45 minutes. 
anyways, we get over the border. We're in Chula Vista. And I was sobbing. And Kyle's like, are you okay? And I'm like, are you hurting? I was like, I did it. Like, I fucking did it. Like, I was so proud of myself that, like, that feeling, I'll never replace it. Like, maybe one day if I push out a baby, I'll feel the same way or something. But I was, I put my mind to something and I did it. And, like, I'm still very, very proud of myself. That right there was success to me. And now a year later, all of the health benefits and like life lifestyle changes, that's just like frosting on the protein cake. <laughs> well, that's good. Cause that leads me to my next question. I wanted to mm. ask you, like a lot of times people talk about, Oh, your one year mark, like things are going to get harder or change or whatever. Like, mm. would you say at this point in time, being that you're a year out, like, are you feeling so, I mean, I know how I feel, but like, mm. are you super proud of like how much you've, you've managed to do in the last year? Like, how do you feel about it all? So I don't agree that it gets harder because okay. yeah, I, I also don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I, it depends on your mindset though, because I was like, okay, I'm going to treat this little tummy like a newborn baby. Like I've heard you say too. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to teach it from the get go, like yeah. the new way of life. So I haven't really allowed myself to go outside of those lines too much. Yeah. Um, but I realized I was being a little bit too legalistic with it. So I would add, I added some carbs or I added like tortilla chips at the Mexican restaurant or, you know, within reason. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm great about where I'm at now because I took the time to develop the new habits. And that's really what this tool does is it's a master reset and you have to take advantage of it or you're not going to succeed. Like, it's just the facts. Um, The weight loss has certainly slowed down. It slowed down probably around month eight. Um, Uh I watched it like, okay, starting to not, not like peter out, but definitely slow down. Your body gets used to the reduced caloric intake. Um, it starts maintaining like, okay, well, this is what she's given us. So now we can kind of just subs- like exist off of this. Um, so I'm not saying I want to do like a pouch reset or anything. So I think that's all bullshit, but I just know, okay, like I might need to cut some carbs here or like switch it up and eat different types of protein or different types of vegetables to like kind of trick my body back into fat burning. Um, but I'm also, I hit healthy BMI. I'm right on the yes. line at 26, 26, which I think BMI is stupid anyways, but yeah. I still want to know my fat. Um, uh, what's that called? Like my body fat is great. Um, it's in like the quote normal range. My BMI is quote normal um, for my height. I would like to lose 20 more pounds, but I think okay. I'll get there through exercise. Yeah. Not necessarily through just diet. Cause it has been I've, I've relied heavily on the diet side and I've added the exercise in. Um, I'm not like Nat who like was running two miles, like a week after she had surgery. Like (laughs) I, I was never an exerciser other than swimming. Um, and so to incorporate walking a mile, let alone, you know, what I was getting up to like three or four miles a day, like that was huge for me. Um, but I haven't done it much since I moved to the freaking Alaskan (laughs) wilderness (laughs) of Oregon (laughs) because it's so cold and so um you know I have a plan of getting a treadmill blah 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 I haven't done it yet but I've been moving my like this weekend we definitely walked a lot enjoying like the the cold winter but yeah I'm just trying to struggle if you haven't listened before I just moved so I'm still like trying to get in this new routine with the new job and stuff but I think stepping up my exercise more and then messing with my food a little bit and like 
getting my body less comfortable, I think that will probably, you know, get me the last 20 pounds. I mean, and this is a lifelong journey, so it doesn't yeah. really, you know, we're not, there's no finish line. <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. Right? Well, like, I, forever, I remember ever, so. like, I remember being scared, like what happened? Like before surgery, I'd be like, Oh no, like, what if I just can't stop losing? And mm-hmm. I get to like 110 pounds and I look like a skeleton. And then a part of me was like, Oh, I'll look like Kate Moss. I'll get a job with Victoria's secret or something, you know? But oh, like, yeah. I was like, well, what happens though? Like if you're permanently kind of anorexic, you know, um, yeah. but you're not anorexic, you are eating more than like more often, but less amount than you did. Um, and if you're, tracking your macros and your protein and your fluid, like you're not going to just wilt away. But I was kind of, what well, was one of my fears. Um, so I also learned to like trust my body too. And my body is going to get to like the healthy weight where it wants to be and then be happy, you know? Yep. And then start well, popping out those babies. Hells. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you've done amazing within the last year and I know you have spent so much time, energy, love and effort putting in support and encouraging other people. Mm -hmm. So not only have you helped yourself, you've done a great job as far as um, supporting and loving on the community and specifically me. (laughs) Of course you're easy to love. I wanted to say one thing. One of the questions we got from a listener was, um, do we ever struggle with like body dysmorphia? Yes. And I was going to say like, this is the last thing I'll share, but like I posted a uh, transformation Tuesday the today yeah, and it was bef- like literally a week before surgery and then yesterday first off just posting a picture in a tank top and underwear on Instagram is a freaking transformation I would have For never real. done that before <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I struggle I see a difference but I struggle to see a significant difference mm. and specifically in my torso but I mentally psychologically know that the size difference between a 22 to a 10 is significant. And that's why like inches, if you can't see it in pictures because you cannot see yourself truly as you are, Mm -hmm. which is what I struggle with inches really matter. And that's why measuring really matters because you can see it in like a data point. Definitely, that really does make a difference. So I need to measure, I need to take my own advice, but yeah, I can't, I can't see a true, I see other people's before and afters. And I'm like, Jesus, that's a different person. Yeah. I can't see it for myself. And it's makes me sad, but I'm hoping someday I will, I'll look back five years from now and be like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Like, you know, but I can't see it right now. Cause I'm just in it too deep. I think. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I can say for me, I had like the opposite of body dysmorphia. Like when I was heavier, I thought I was smaller than I actually was. Totally. So I had like the, yeah, like I had the opposite. So yeah, yeah too we've, much talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and also too, like, I don't know if you ever did this, but like whenever you'd like get a hug, like and someone's like touching your back, like I never thought about like the fat rolls on my back. Like I felt skinny mm. whenever anyone would touch touch my back. Mm. Really strange. But like then I would put my hand on my back and I'd be like, holy shit, I've got like four rolls back here. Like, where did this come from? You know, mm-hmm. because again, it's just like in your mind, you know, but I, I don't deal with body dysmorphia now that I've lost some weight, but I also like when I look at my side by sides and even when I see a pictures of my face, I'm like, fuck, I was so big before. Like, I didn't realize how big I actually was until now that I'm smaller, but I don't, the, the mirror doesn't play tricks on me. Cause I know she said specifically, like, do you have like the, 
what did she call the mirror? Like the circus mirror or something? Sort of funhouse mirror. Yeah, funhouse yeah. mirror. Yeah. And I was like, I that's not how it is for me. Like sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, shit, what's up, girl? Mm-hmm. You know? But like I don't ever look at myself and think that I'm a hundred pounds heavier. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. I don't have that. No, I don't go, oh my gosh, I like I still have like a three hundred pound body. Yeah. But and there is times specifically in which I know you don't probably think, but in fitting rooms. I have had a history of crying in fitting rooms. I refuse to even try on clothes at Target for a long time because I feel like their fitting rooms were like the worst. I hate fitting rooms. Why do you think I hate shopping? No, no, no. I'm saying this is how I used to feel. Now I love going to fitting rooms. Oh. (laughs) Um, And because it's such a high to me to be like, holy shit, like this is too big and it's only Mm -hmm. a large or whatever, you know, like that still, I still really enjoy that experience. Especially if there's good lighting, like Nordstrom or like Bloomies, like lighting is so good. I hate but it. I know you do. When you move to Oregon, I'll just be your personal shopper. Yeah. That's can what you do Nat that? And I, so yeah. Nat and I were talking shit yesterday because she had a little dumping episode and she'd called me, but I didn't have her number saved. And so I didn't answer mm. it. Yeah. And then I saw, and she was going through some stuff. So I text, I messaged her on Instagram. I was like, Hey, did you call me? She's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm sorry. But anyways, so then we we're talking about you because that's what we do. And um, she was like, I can't believe Stacy hates shopping. It's literally her one flaw. I was like, her one flaw, her makeup, perfect. Her teeth, perfect. Her hair, perfect. Everything's perfect. <laughs> but she can't shop. And she's like, and I said, shopping's my religion. So she needs to get on board. And Nat was like, amen, preach. <laughs> no, for real. I've had yeah. a lot of people that are like, um, are you okay? Like, is, what's wrong? Like, what's happening to you? While like, you're shopping or in yeah. No, oh, just like in general, like, just yep. like, wh- how is it that you are a female and born in America and, like, yep. and you just lost 60 something pounds and like, you still don't want to shop? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, it just, mm-hmm. it's just not good fun for me. So I'm mm-hmm. weird. It's okay. You, oh, can I also report something else? Yes. Okay. So you remember how I was saying, I think my vagina is broken because I just don't like anything anymore. Yeah. Um. So literally Sunday. So two days ago, Saturday uh-huh. night, I had like a grown up wet dream. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and I was I like, those you lucky asshole. Oh, I know. And I usually will have like sex dreams, but not get off. But I woke up getting off to this dream and it was so hot. Oh my and God. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm back. And then I wait, I like got up and like took a shower and stuff. And then later I was like making out with Kyle and I felt all of the hormone rush again. And I was like, yes. oh. oh, it was amazing. Oh my God. That's so good. Also, I love that you make out with your husband. <laughs> we make out a lot. Like just with no intention, just like making I out. Mean, he not... has intention for oh. sure. But yeah, no, I mean, I'll offer him like a handy J or something if I'm not feeling it. Cause I'm a good wife, but um or bj or whatever if he really is insistent but um yeah like i'm like well just because i'm not in the mood doesn't mean like you're not you're a healthy human male you're gonna want it if you can ever get it so but yeah i'm back baby because i used to be like the biggest horn dog i knew so it was really freaking me out that i didn't have any month, maybe a month and a half and it took you to get a sex dream how i mean that's amazing Are you a dreamer? Like, do you remember your dreams? Um, so I, it, at times it depends. Um, usually if I wake up in the morning and then fall back asleep or if it's early in the morning and I'm kind of like halfway hazy sleeping and then I fall back asleep, then I'll have some, 
hot, steamy, yummy dreams, but it's not as often as I'd like it to be. I think when I'm dreaming heavy at night, like I just don't remember them, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But the morning ones, like those are the best. Yeah. And they get like, they get good at times, but it's, you have to like really get lucky. So. Yeah. I've always remembered mine in like Mm. detail. It's weird. And in color. I wish. Yeah. Mine usually have color. Yeah. But that's rare too, though. I've heard like you. Not everyone dreams in color. And I have the same dreams over and over again, too. Oh, interesting. That's never really happened to me. Hmm. Well, this was all about Crystal, which is probably everyone's least favorite topic. Love, no. (laughs) I know. I really do know that I'm the favorite, but I just pretend I'm not because, you know, I don't want to be cocky. But, um, (laughs) yeah, thanks for uh, asking me the questions. You're a good interviewer. Thank you. Well, I'm, you know, always curious. Yeah. Well, we're going to have yours in like three months, right? Yes, I know. I'm like coming up on 10 months in a couple of weeks. So yeah, a couple yeah, months. But we'll do your one year, Crazy. one year down. Okay. Um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, I do. Um, you can hmm. find us on Instagram at itty bitty belly committee. Itty. Or you can find Crystal at IBBC underscore Crystal. Or you can find me Stacy IBBC underscore Stacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail. You can find us on our website, ittybittybelly.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like us and like subscribe to our podcast mm-hmm. because yeah. we love you and we want you to always know when we launch and or we open a new episode because yeah. you're everything. Like period. The best the best forever and if you ever want to come on and share your story or oh. ask us questions we'd be more yes to do that too. and also i have recently found out that tons of people are finding our support group because of this podcast that's so crazy thank you it's so crazy so if you need support holy shit this is the most important one mm-hmm. if you need support please feel free to find us on instagram and then go to our link tree and sign up for a support group we would mm-hmm. love to have you we and have two new people tonight right yeah, we have a bunch of new people that came in Tuesday night, which is really exciting. And they're all pre-op, which I love. Oh, so I love another disclaimer, if even if you're pre-op or you're considering surgery, you can always join one of our support groups because you can learn a lot. Because mm-hmm. all we do is get on there and like bitch and cry and support one another. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really helpful. <laughs> you know what you're in for. We keep um, it real. For real. Yeah. So definitely mm-hmm. reach out if there's any way that we can support you. That's a big one. So. Yeah. Or you can sign up on our website, ittybittybelly.com. Yes, that too. All Until right. next time. That, that was, was my. That was cute. I like. Until it. next time. <laughs> we will see you again soon. <laughs> Bye. You didn't know I was a jingle person. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I'm not afraid of